Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How to implement goal setting. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. Ready to bring another great episode. How to implement goal setting and what are some of the biggest mistakes that coaches make when they're doing goal setting with their teams? That's right. We're back for another week. Goal setting is a big topic right now. Season starting. Some people have started their seasons already. The first thing everyone talks about is goal setting. we got to set goals as a team. The problem is a lot of times people set goals and they'll write them down once, if that, and that's, that's the extent of it. So today we're going to go in depth a little bit more about how you can implement goal setting with your team or with your son or daughter. So let's start with the first question. Why is it important to set goals? Why should we set goals this season? Well, if you don't write it down, it's just a dream. It's just in your head. A goal is a concrete plan. It's having an idea. It's not just having an idea. It's knowing exactly where you want to go and mapping out a way to get there. So if you're driving to California, you need to know what roads you're taking. You need to know where the checkpoints are to make sure you get there. Otherwise, you're just floating around aimlessly at sea. That's assuming you're going there from from Japan, in which case maybe there's not roads, but the checkpoints are you know, different buoys and whatever's out there in the ocean, whatever, whatever, the bottom line is whatever it, um, advice or um, vocabulary is escaping me here, whatever checkpoints, whatever analogy you're looking for, you have to have a goal. And there's long-term goals, there's short-term goals. Long-term goals are anything beyond a year. Short-term goals are anything one year or less. You could chunk down a short-term goal into six months, three months, weekly, or even daily. And the long-term, oh, good. I was going to say a goal without a plan is just a dream. And then if you don't have a goal, you're just drifting out there. <laughs> we become drifters. You can't be a drifter. Right. You see, you, you see, we like to mix and match analogies here. So we thought we're throwing <laughs> them out at you, but that's okay. Yeah, as long as you get the point. So once you're dealing, when you're dealing with long-term goals, if you're going to think anyway, you might as well think big. That's what the most, uh, most successful people have in common. And I would say the happiest people in common too. They, they, they're thinking big. Use your creative powers, your God-given creative powers to, 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 dr- to dream big. We say dream, of course, we're talking about goals. So write it down. You're 90% more likely to reach your goal if it's written down on paper. That's why Kale Sanderson is everyone write down their goals. 
Same thing with short-term goals, but short-term goals need to be a little bit more um, within your immediate reach, we'll say. You've probably heard the, the, the um, word SMART goals. So S-M-A-R-T. So that's uh, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant. I mean, relevant to your team goals also, as well as having a timeline, putting a timeline on there. So you see the, the short-term goals are within reach. The long-term goals could be as wild and crazy as you want. Yeah, and it, there's got to be repetition there. On, on the way, to, I was taking my two kids to school today, and I asked, like, do you guys believe yet? <laughs> do you guys believe yet? I remember Coach Raina saying that, that a good story, actually. Uh, Matt Valeni took fifth in the country when he was a, maybe a redshirt, maybe he was a sophomore. And Joe Dubuque, who's a local wrestler, coach of Princeton now, won the Nationals. Matt had beaten him the previous year in the Nationals, I think for fifth or in, in the wrestle background. And Joe Dubuque wins a national title when Matt Valenti is redshirting. And Coach Reyna looks at him and he's like, do you believe yet? You know, and then Matt Valenti said that was a, that was a big deal for him. You know, you're seeing the success of somebody that you beat previously and, um, you know, you start to believe. But that's part of the repetition of goal setting. You know, you talk about it a lot. You write it down. You see it in front of you a lot. And you start to believe that, you know, because it's not easy to believe that I'm going to be a state champion. I'm going to be a national champion. I'm going to be an Olympic or world champion. But it starts with writing it down and seeing it frequently, making it part of your life. Right. And most coaches are having their athletes. Well, that's that's not true. I would I would probably say no, not most coaches are doing that. So first question, ask yourself as a coach, do you have your athletes write down their goals? Yeah, I was going to say yeah, the, the, the next segment you really hear is what are the mistakes coaches make with goal setting? And I guess you're going into number one would be they don't do it. They don't even write them down. Right. And we could, if, if we lined up a whole group of coaches, if we lined up a thousand coaches, we could take you through a series of questions and start knocking people out. In other words, you're not doing it optimally. So number one, we could say, don't go by this year, go by historically. Have you in the past, have you had your athletes write down their goals? Have you And you watch them, not just say it, but you've actually sat them down in a room, put a piece of paper and pen in front of them, write down your goals. How many coaches have done that? Okay. So if you're not sitting down yet, if you're still standing, then I would say, have you broken them down into long-term goals and short-term goals and, and written down both your long-term and your short-term goals? Now, at this point in time, we're down to about, you know, I mean, you know, I'd be shocked if there was more than 60 coaches standing at this point in time, breaking down to long-term, short-term goals. Then I take it a step further. And this is just basic for our wrestling mindset program. This is stuff we're attacking right away. How many of you now have an action plan? for your athletes accomplishing, they wrote down a specific action plan on how to get to those short-term goals. At this point in time, you're dealing with like maybe 10 coaches out of a thousand. So the point is you're not in bad company. A lot of people just either haven't thought about this or haven't been trained on how to do it. Again, for us, for our, for our, for our clients, this is, this is something you got to do. This is just part, this is, you do this. And I'll say even, even when we wrestled at the university of Pennsylvania, not to throw our country, our coaches under the bus, but, um, we had, we had goal setting. We, we wrote down a long-term goal and a short-term goal. And then we wrote down a consequence. So if I achieve my goal, you know, I'm going to do this. If I don't achieve my goal, the short-term goal, I'm going to do that. Right. So we, we, at least we did something, but that was it. So there was a long-term goal written, a short-term goal, which I don't even think we broke it into months or weeks or, or years. And then there was a consequence we didn't. So we started to do it, but you know, again, that's a division one university Ivy league school. And we spent one day on goal setting formally. Right. There's, there's gotta be a follow-up. So this is something that your goals, 
the athletes, they should be submitting their goals to their coaches, uh, their long-term and short-term goals, as well as to their accountability buddy. That's another question you'd ask yourself as a coach. This is directly related to goal setting. Does everyone on your team have an accountability buddy? Anyone who's trying to be successful, they have an accountability buddy. They might not call it that, but they have that, they have that accountability buddy. I mean, we've always had each other. If you go look at Arnold Schwarzenegger and he always had Franco Colombo and their workout partners, Alcoholics Anonymous, everyone gets a sponsor and you go even in the Bible and you look at our Lord and he sent the disciples out two by two. Why? Because having someone with you is powerful. So do you have an accountability buddy for us? That's the, that's part of the very first mindset session that we're doing with your teams. Uh, I just worked with St. Cloud State yesterday. This is our, this is our seventh year or eighth, eighth year working with them. And in eight years, they won five national championships. Remember, one of those was a COVID year. Uh, they didn't, the first, the first year they were, I think, second or third. Then after that, they won a string of national championships. Well, them, that was the first thing we did. Everyone gets an accountability buddy on the team. We did a, rigor, a rigorous conscience examination in sports, in school, and in life. Where are you dropping the ball? Write it down on paper. Make a good resolution and give that to your accountability buddy. So that's day one for us. Most teams are never getting that deep. Forget about getting that deep into it. Most of them just aren't doing this at all. Yeah. What, what other mistakes we have? So it's number one, not talking about goals. Number two would be not writing them down. Number three would be not no accountability buddy, right? Not, not getting in depth about it. What else? What other mistakes? One, one, I, would, one I would think about is just no follow-up, right? So you write down the goals, kind of like, you know, I mentioned the, the USOC book that we use at the University of Pennsylvania. We had it written down, but I don't remember. Uh, we had a conversation with the sports psychologist once. Uh, we never talked to the coach about it. So the coach isn't even clear on our goals. And um, that, you know, that, that was it. So it's like, there's got to be a plan. We'll get to that a little bit later. Follow up during the season. How do you use goal setting throughout the season and not just a, a one-time thing, but uh, how, how do we do it? So what are some more things that we should do when we're implementing goals, goal setting with our team? Making sure there's a plan to get there, especially with the short-term goals. There's got to be a concrete plan and you're addressing the total person. It has to be a holistic approach, spirit, mind, body, emotions, your nutrition, your rest and your recovery, your technique, your plyometrics, your, your stretching, you know, your flexibility, uh, strength training, all the, of course, mindset. And we drill down mindset into eight or nine different mental muscles. So the action plan needs to be specific. If you're, go if you're going to achieve a certain goal in, in a month or three months, what is what does the holistic lifestyle look like? Not, not the lifestyle and the training approach. So that's big. And, you and you're checking in with that accountability buddy. I've seen, this is another thing you see all the time. People write down a six-month short-term goal. How often do they, at the six-month point, forget about the check-ins before. How many people even follow up at the six months? Did I reach that goal? A lot of people don't do that. They don't want to do it because they don't hit those goals. <clears throat> and why? Because they didn't have a plan how to do it. They, didn't make, they did not make this holistic approach that we're talking about. They didn't make the roadmap to success. They didn't have an accountability buddy who was holding them by the hand, not holding them by the hand, but at least checking in with them on a weekly basis. Yep. Another thing I have that a powerful lesson, I remember doing this years ago when we first started in, at Bergen Catholic, making it public. So, right, we had our athletes and we still do it, but I, I remember back when we first started at Bergen Catholic, we had the athletes write their goals down on a piece of paper, and then we asked them to stand up and state their goal in front of the team. 
And that that's a powerful thing because now you just made it public. You make your goal public, people are looking at you. Oh, well, Jeff said he wants to be a state champ. Gene said he wants to be a national champ. There's going to be accountability and even a sense of positive pressure because of that, right? I said, I want to do this. And now imagine following up with that from time to time, each week or each month during the season, you know, there's, there's accountability there. People know that what I want to achieve. Right. So don't listen to what Jordan Burroughs just said about you don't have to po- you don't have to post your goal up in public if you want to achieve them. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying here. Clarification. Jordan Burroughs just posted something up about this. You don't have to tell people to reach your goal that, that you don't have to tell people what your goals are to be successful. What he's referring to is empty words. People just saying they're going to accomplish something without any kind of real commitment and real plan. And he's also speaking about, I'm sure, Jordan Burroughs being a very humble person, um, you know, I'm sure he's also saying people who are just bragging, just getting it on the record, trying to make themselves look good, pounding their chest. That's that's not what this is about. I'm sure Jordan Burroughs and us were on the same page when it comes to this. It, you know, the, the key is if you ask Jordan Burroughs or he told people he was going to be an Olympic champ or a world champ before he went out there. And he didn't. It's not a matter of being in, in a bragging way. It's just he's saying what he's going to do. He's going to line. He's lining up these practices. He's going here. He's going to do this. He wants to um, tech for all, all of his opponents. He's saying those things. So that is him telling you what his goals are, right? So the key there, there's some subtleties when it, when it comes to all this. I saw a TED Talk before. Uh, TED Talks are usually very good. I usually you know, learn a ton from them. Uh, but there was one saying that the title was something along the lines of don't tell people your goals, saying you're more likely to achieve your goals if you don't tell people. So I watched the video and this was a random study done in a math class among young students, most, most young students hate math or they hate school. <laughs> and they had them set a goal of how many math problems they were going to accomplish in that class period. So it was a random class. It was something that most people probably didn't care about. And they, they had half the group tell people how many, how many math problems they were going to do. And the other, the other half didn't. And the half that didn't tell people, they did better. They, they, they did more problems. So they concluded from the study that oh, don't tell people your goals. You know, there's so many problems with this research that I could see just from having a master's thesis myself that is so not comparable to sports and to, and to having big goals. It's not even funny. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful. A lot of people say the science says this. First of all, science doesn't say anything. Science, science is a subject. Scientists say things and scientists could be flawed. Their data might be accurate. I'm sure the data was accurate for that study, but the conclusion and the application of that data was wrong. So science doesn't say anything. Scientists say things and scientists could be wrong. That's why you need to dig in. You know, maybe this is a little boring for you, but for me, when I'm looking at this from that, that master's degree of exercise science perspective, I'm drilling into the method section. Session, uh, section. How do they do this study? What are the confounding variables? What are the limitations and delimitations of the study? Don't you think you're going to drop a conclusion on me and expect me to believe it? So I know a little bit of a tangent there, but the, but the point is, look at the world champions. All world champions tell people what they're going to accomplish before they reach their goals. And Jordan Burroughs does it too. And, and it's not a matter of the more people you tell, the more powerful it is, the better. Really, the important thing is you know, to, even if you just told a small group of people, you don't have to post it up on Instagram. You don't have to post it up on Facebook, right? Tell your team, tell your coach, tell your private coach, tell your parents, tell your brother, tell your friend. It really comes down to the, the people that are going to help you get there. Those are the people that you really want to know because 
if I tell my coach, I want to be an NCAA champion, you know, it's like, he knows it's going to be difficult. Right. So if I'm not on track, he's a guy who's probably seen it before. He can tell you, Hey, listen, Jeff, you're not on track to be a national champ because of X, Y, and Z. You want people, you're, you're not going to like hearing that. You know, if my dad t- tells me that, or, you know, you need to be more disciplined to be a state champ. It's not fun to hear, but sometimes I need to hear it. Right. So making sure that you tell some people that you trust, tell some people that that believe in you and really ultimately want you to get to your goal. And and it it can only help. Right. It's like just making sure you tell the right people. But if you just keep it to yourself, there's no accountability. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. You're going to make it much more difficult by not having accountability. Yeah, it's it's a little. uh, Yeah, exactly. I mean, you nailed it. It, it. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a Wrestling Mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to wrestlingmindset.com. Click on the free trial session. Type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. Accountability. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. You're going to make it much more difficult by not having accountability. Yeah, it's it's a little, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you nailed it. It, it. It's a little bit annoying because there are going to be people who then remind you of it when you're slacking off or you're not doing the things you're supposed to be doing. But I mean, you you can't get over that. That's not, you don't have thick enough skin to get over that. Like if, is your goal, if your goal is that important to you, you could eat a little crap along the way, you know, from people saying it because, and ultimately you want that. And if you're a confident person, that then you want the, crit, the critique and the criticism. If you're not confident, you don't want anyone to critique. You don't want to hear anything from anyone. A person who's not confident doesn't want any critique. They want no feedback because it's an immediate blow to their inner self. That's a mindset problem right there. You should absolutely, be, we should absolutely be addressing that together. But yeah, so I mean, if someone were to come at me and say, well, hey, the, well, where's your studies? Right away, I'd say, where are your world champions? We did it. We have a video that we strung together um, one of our tech people strung this video together years ago. We should throw that link in the show notes of world champions. I mean, Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Jordan Burroughs, many Kyle Dake before he won his fourth NCAA title against David Taylor, one of the best of all time. We have a video strung of this because after I saw that TED talk, I said, all right, well, I'm going I'm to have something powerful in our defense here about telling people their goals. And we have that video. So we'll throw that link in the show notes. And yeah, we've had many teams do this. You stand up in your group, you state your name and what your goal is. And it's powerful because you get the jitters. Your stomach drops when you know, oh, I'm going to come up soon. I got to stand up in front of all my friends and say what my goal is. You know, they might say, one of the beginner wrestlers might say, I want to be, I'm going to be in the varsity lineup. Their friend, the guy who they're going up against is sitting right next to them. That takes a lot of guts. That takes, you know, that it's tough. So it gets you, it gets you thinking it puts you, it's good to put yourself in those awkward positions. Like coaches are going to put you in awkward um, or, you know, different wrestling situations. When you go live, start with the leg in, start from a crab ride, start from here. Well, as mindset, 
we need to put you in, in these kind of mental and emotional situations. You know what it's like when you're uncomfortable, you remember that. So we don't want to shy away from that. We want you to put your athletes through some of these mental and emotional uh, challenges. Of course, not above their head, but this isn't above their head. They could handle this. Just getting up and saying in front of their friends, a good life skill too. Another thing coaches should do is Gene Brock brought up the importance of the goal. Lock, lock your athletes in, have them write down on a scale of one to 10. How important is your goal? Right. Mm -hmm. Ask them what on a scale of one to 10, because I mean, this could be used in a, in a really productive way. So let's say they say it's a nine or a 10, right? And then they're going to bed late, slacking off on their nutrition, eating junk food, not working hard in practice. You know, you could go back to them and say, hey, hey, John Smith, you said your goal is a, a 10 out of 10 importance, you know, but I've noticed you're not eating well. You know, you're not sleeping well. You're, you know, mess, you're fooling around at school. These things are not, if you're telling me your goal is a 10 out of 10, you, these things you should be taking in stride. So lock, lock them in with a number. That's an important thing because you could use that as a, you know, a positive weapon to, to actually help them later in the season. Right. Well, you're, what you're really looking to do there, the psychological mechanism is you're looking to create dissonance. You want them to feel uncomfortable. You want it, you want to trap. And that's why using the numbers is great. And I've learned this as uh, sales strategies, of course, working with businesses, organizations, working with sales teams, and, and it's, it's important to put numbers on things because now you lock people into an answer and, and you could use that. And it's not a matter of manipulation. It's, a, it's getting you to feel the, dis, uh, the, um, the dissonance. So like you said, you're asking them, how important is your goals on a scale of one to 10? If we were in high school, we would say, we would say nine because we know 10 should be our religion. And that's it, basically. 10 family, friends, religion, family and religion, right? But no, our goal to be a state champ in high school, we're saying nine out of 10. Right. Okay. Well, now put a number on your nutrition. One out of ten. How well are you? How well do you think you're eating? Not how well me or your parents or your coaches or your whoever. How well do you think you're eating on a scale of one to ten? You know. And then the same thing with sleep. How good is your sleep on a scale of one to ten? Lock them in on that. How well is your is your preparation in, in different areas? How much are you working on your weaknesses on a scale of one to ten? So now you told me your eating is at about a three. Your sleep is at a, is about a six. Working on your weaknesses, you're doing that at a five, but your importance is a is a nine. Your importance of your goal is a nine. So what you're telling me here, and here's the dissonance you want them feeling inside. Remember, as we just said before, they need to feel this inner turmoil. That's good to put them in uncomfortable mental and emotional situations in a controlled way. Either you're telling me that. Your goals are not that important to you. And instead of a nine out of 10, it should really be more of like a six out of 10. Or you got to do something about it, right? Right now, I'm not attacking my goals with the ferocity that I should be attacking my goals that I, that I know I need to in order, to, in order to, to reach them. So you want them to feel that discomfort. So lock them in with numbers. Yep. And then the last thing I have here, um, tips for goal setting would be talk to each wrestler about it. Right, spend a little bit of time talking about their goals one on one. And now, now almost all the coaches can sit down. <laughs> so from before we said, you know, who's going to sit down? Who writes their goals down? Who writes long term, short term? By now, everybody's sitting down because there are very few coaches that are doing you know the things that we said, and then actually talking to each wrestler about it. You know, now now you show that you you care about them. You know, Coach Gable was on our leadership clinic this summer, and he talked about the importance of making sure that everyone feels like they're important, 
right? People know if they're not the best wrestler on the team, but no one wants to feel less important than that person, right? One of the easy things you could do is, okay, the best three wrestlers on the team, but also the worst three wrestlers on the team. I'm going to take a little bit of time. It doesn't have to be that long, but I'm going to take 10, 20, 30 minutes. And I'm going to sit down with each of them. And I'm going to, we're going to talk about goals. That, honestly, that could be the greatest impact you have on them all season. <laughs> like, and that could be something that they'll probably remember that for all, for their entire life. If you have a, you know, an average or subpar wrestler and the coach takes 20 minutes out of his day or week or whatever it is to, to sit down with him and talk about goals that could have an impact on him, not just this season, but literally forever. Yeah. And again, and again, with this, with, with everything telling which coaches should stand up and sit down. Remember, we're just, we're just saying this to create that dissonance inside you, because again, as I always say, whenever I speak, what's the biggest room in the world, the room for improvement, right? So the idea is just, we do want to know that we can always get better. We can always be more effective and you could be more effective as a coach. I'd assume you're already a very effective coach or otherwise you wouldn't be on people who aren't effective coaches. Don't listen to these podcasts. That's the bottom line. So, but there's another, yeah, right, right. There's just another level you could get to and make sure you capitalize it. Maybe, maybe you've done some of these things sprinkled in here and there in the past. Now you bring it all together and you make it a point that every year, this is what you're going to do. So a lot of, you know how to do this, but for a lot of you, the biggest challenge is time. You might not have the time to do this as a, as a man, as a manager, a wrestling coach as a manager, they're a mini CEO. So you're focusing on a lot of different things. That's where wrestling mindset comes in. It's not under undermining a, um, a manager of a sports team, of a, um, a coach of a sports team and saying, hey, you can't do this. Of course you could do this. The steps we gave you, almost anyone could do this. A serious 11-year-old could, could put a team through this after what we just said. But do you have the time? So that's why outsourcing. Let us take that off your hands. You do what you do best and let us do what we do best. And then you'll never miss it. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing with business. We, we ask people that all the time after we, you know, what are they looking for? The mindset struggles of a company. It's like, can you do this? And almost always they say, yes, I can. I'm good at doing this within a small group. But then once you get more than a few people, it, it, the real issue is that they, I can do this, but I don't have the, the proper time, or I can't give it enough time that I know it deserves. And that's why you bring us in. That's why people bring our, us in in their business. That's why we work with a lot of college, high school teams. It's, it's really the same thing. Sports, it, business, it doesn't matter. Exactly. That's why I'm going back and forth. I'm fumbling over my words. I'm calling them managers and I'm calling them coaches. And I'm sure their business is a, a similar thing because it's almost, you know, people can do it. You're not lacking the ability to do it. I mean, after we give you the know-how, you definitely know how to do it. It's just the time. And even back at Penn, again, Ivy League school, we're a top 20 program in the country. Our sports psychologists came in three times during the year. That's not enough just not enough. I mean, our average programs are eight workshops with teams. In my opinion, still not enough. We should be doing at least 12. We have some people doing 40 workshops or 36, 42, whatever 36. it was. Just high school, high school teams across country, doing, they're doing 36 workshops. Multiple school, multiple schools. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So our, you know, at, yeah. Go I was going to say, follow up during the season. So people, we're writing our goals down. We're talking about our goals. How do, how do we follow up with this? I know there's going to be other things that you have to cover during the season, you know, even, even with mindset, right? There's confidence, relaxing under pressure, but what are some ways we could kind of revisit our goal setting lessons and, you know, continue to build on this during the whole season? So the, the recommendation always is, and I've been saying this for about 10 years now, 
is that when you're going, when you're, you have the mindset exercise, you just completed one of our mindset exercises. What's, what's the follow-up look like there? My recommendation has always been, you, you do your mindset lesson twice a week outside of your mindset session, you refer back to your worksheets, your, the curriculum that we gave you. So one, one day of the week, which could only be, it doesn't have to be more than five, 10 minutes, one day a week for five, 10 minutes, review the lesson that we just previously went over. Maybe it was goal setting, maybe it was something else. The other day during the week, this one might be more five or 10 minutes, review all of the worksheets we've gone through. At least if you're flipping through, look, even if you're not, even if you're not going, um, even if you're not meticulously going through each, you just want to flip through that curriculum and say, okay, here's where I'm, here's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. I remember that one relaxing under pressure. That's good. Right, my best worst matches or right, my long-term short-term goals. I got to really get on that one. I haven't been doing that as much. Just flip through them, just flip through them. So one day a week review the last um, exercise that we did mindset exercise. We did one day a week review all of them. So you should be seeing that goal at least quickly, at least once a week. Very good. So the, the other thing I have here, when should we focus on our goals and when should we not focus on them? Because I know sometimes it's important to focus on them. Sometimes it could actually hurt you if you're focusing too much on your goal. Right. Speaking of the word dissonance, back when, I, when we started doing this, um, we started wrestling mindset. This, this was a little bit of a challenge because you realize there are people who need to think more about their goals. And there's other people who thinking about their goals is putting more pressure on them. And more than that, it's not just some people, it's also sometimes are more effective to focus on the goals and sometimes are less effective to focus on your goals. Okay, so what are we talking about? Uh, we realized this early when we, we were helping out some recreation teams. Recreation, a lot of recreation teams, these kids are young. They're not, you know, it's not like sports is a priority for them. You do want them to think about the goals. And I'm not talking about drilling them um, deeply with the goals, but hey, look at these trophies. Look at the wall of fame. Look at these athletes in the newspaper. Look at the, the, even the things that we talk about, the records and the rankings. Hey, you could be on top of this. You could be on that wall of fame. You know, you want to win, right? That kind of thing where, where a kid is, you know, I remember before like my league tournaments and everything like that, um, even in like fourth, fifth grade, I remember we were running around up and down hills and everything like that. And, and it's like, that might be a time where you have a coach that says, hey, don't you want to win? you want to win let's get ready to go a kid might need to hear that as you get more serious a lot of the people calling here we're dealing with more serious people you don't have to tell most serious wrestlers don't remind them so much about winning focus more on your action plan on a day-to-day -day basis what are the steps we spoke about this before your action plan to help you get to those short-term goals um the time to focus for serious wrestlers or anyone who's serious about something, they're already putting the work in, they've already internalized that they want to win, right? Maybe the little kid hasn't internalized wanting to win yet, um, but you've internalized that. The only time you're really referring back to outcome goals, yeah, that's what we're talking about here, what you want to accomplish, are times where you're feeling tired, bored, lazy, peer pressured, temptation to slack off, temptations to, to live outside of faith and morals, uh, it's really the times where you're, where you're pulling back, where you're not doing as much as you could. And like, again, slacking off, being tired, running sprints at the end of practice, you're tired. So you don't have to think about, you know, you're running sprints. Um, 
you're just you're you're starting to get tired. Now's the time where you're starting to tell yourself national champ, state champ. You know, um, you, doing getting getting an extra workout in, which uh, one of one of our guests in our meeting of the mind says they're not extra workouts; they're mandatory workouts if you want to be a national champ. So, oh, I'm tired after practice. Okay, national champ. Get that back in the forefront of your mind. Or a time where you're thinking about cheating on your diet, or your nutrition plan. You're at a holiday with your family. And everyone's having cake or everyone, whatever, or your friends are going out. They want, they're, they're going to, you know, they're going out to party, you know, it's okay. Well, national champ, that's when you get back to it. It's the times you're feeling tired, bored, lazy, or peer pressured. That's right. The goal dictates the behavior. We don't just do things and then also have goals. We have goals and then our actions follow our goals. All right. Why don't we finish things off here? Talk a little bit about the, the daily mindset journal. I'll share my screen so people could see it. They can see where to, to purchase that on Amazon. And I'm just talk about that for, you're gonna have to let me share it. All right, we'll throw that link in the show notes, but making sure that when you, it's a, it's a, it should be good. So this is something that we created because again, we saw many, many people who struggling with what can I be doing on a daily basis, on a nightly basis. So we organized a lot of our mindset plan of life into a very simple, very easy to follow success journal. You're going to want to make sure you get this. You want to make sure you fill this out on a daily basis. Remember, your mindset is more than, it's not just like going to a motivational speaking seminar one day. It's more like washing your face, brushing your teeth, taking a shower. It's something you do every day. So that's what it is. We set this up so there's no thinking on your end. It's all laid out nicely. And every day you go through that success journal. It has your self-examination. It reminds you of gratitude writing it's you know you have your gratitude journal in there it's it's all part of it mindset principles so it's there it's simple to follow it's easy and it's cheap simple thing you should do as a coach you'd be smart to get this for your entire team everyone on the team now you, you know you can be you can check in with them at least you get this journal for the team you could check in bring in your success journal i want to see it as a coach so it's an investment you make in your team get the write off before the end of the year and you could check it. It holds them accountable and they could check in with their accountability buddy on it too. And now they're finally putting the pen to paper. It's not just floating around in their head, which always makes it more effective. Sounds good. I think we're good for the day. We'll cut it there. We'll throw the link in the show notes. We'll be in the notes. As always, whether it's wrestling, business, school, or life, mindset makes the difference. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Click the bell. <laughs> now we'll see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.